And I also, one thing that really helped was that I just admitted my, I gave a name to what I had. Okay. A lot of us don't want to admit that we're depressed. We don't want to admit that we have anxiety. We don't want to admit it. No. Um, especially as like black people, we don't like to talk about it. I think especially as black men, black men I think there's, a, there's an extra kind of, I don't know if I'd call it a pressure, a burden. Yeah. So welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast. As always, this is Mo and this is my first episode, well, sort of, my first proper episode of 2020. Yes, I'm back. Um, This is like, I suppose, phase two of Colour Out The Box. You know, like the Marvel Universe, like they're in phase four. I think it's phase four. Anyway, I'm not by myself today. (laughs) I am going to test you on that. (laughs) I'm joined by a special guest, which actually we've been talking a lot about you coming on for quite some time yeah. now. <laughs> so I'm joined by um, Demi Harper. Hey, hi, I would hi, edit hi. in an applause, but I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, applause, applause for so myself. clap for yourself. Uh, clap for yourself. Thank you for so, having me. So um, Demi, welcome to the pod. Thank um, you. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Cool. Um, like you heard, my name is Demi Harper. Um, I'm a brand strategist and I specialize brand in... Brand strategist. Yes, yes. Can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, but I, what I do is I help creators position themselves as experts. Okay. And um, in order, let's say they have a side hustle, um, I help them build that business idea. And Everyone has a side hustle Everyone these days. A, you need a side hustle these days. Do you? It's not, it's not enough to just have a day job unless it's a very, very good, good day job. I in think this, we should, in this climate. I feel hmm, it's funny because I do feel like there's a bit of pressure for everybody to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but not yeah. everyone can be the entrepreneur. Not everyone sometimes, can be, yeah. sometimes it's okay to work for someone. Oh yeah, it's, it's so it's much easier just to work for someone. I don't know if it is. I feel like it is, yeah. I don't know if it it's is. Just go to work, do your work hard, get paid for it. Do you get fi- sick pay? Yeah, holiday but- pay. But also you have to like deal with like work culture. You're yeah. not your own boss. Yeah. Your time is not always your mm. own. Yeah. So yeah. But also, so for instance, with my job, I've been able to travel a lot and I would never have been mm-hmm. able to have done that on, yeah. on my own. So I've been all over Asia, all over wow. Europe to places that I would never dream of going to yeah. because of my job. Ah, okay. Yeah. We can, we can, we can unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I do. I help people that have like... Um, creative skills. Okay. Launch a business idea and hopefully get some money out of it. Um, and I use branding in order to do that. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk in more detail. I have yeah. some questions. Um, <laughs> cool. But um, what was I going to say? Also, you have your own podcast. I have my own podcast called um, the Demi Harper Podcast. And um, what is it about? <laughs> it's about helping creators pursue their passion. So I help. Um, I bring on guests and I bring like useful and practical advice to help okay. people actually launch their ideas and do things more effectively. So nice. it might be about um, ways to launch a website or what makes a good logo or just general oh, yeah. business tips. Or if there's someone that's really, really like knowledgeable in the area, I'll bring them on to the podcast to talk about what they do. It's funny because I'm currently now looking at changing my podcast logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I just... I don't know. I, I love the artwork that mm-hmm. I um, have. It right. was done by Princess K and I think I'll probably still keep it in some way. Yeah. But I wanted to go for just something a little bit more simpler. Mm. But it is it's hard. It's yeah. hard to find people to do it. It's mm-hmm. hard to think of ideas. Yeah. And and also I find what I found hardest is trying to relay what I want mm-hmm. 
out of my head to yeah. somebody else to create it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I do what I do because um, a lot of people, they have they want to launch ideas, but um, they tend not to work for the long term because they don't do the strategy first. Okay. Yeah. And um, strategy is more important than the logo. It's more important than the website. It's more important than that is true. anything. Strategy comes first. And if you don't have a strategy, you're set up to fail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, got some, I kind of felt a little bit like, um, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I need to get my strategy together. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I'll work on that later. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome. We're going to talk about what's been going on and we'll be right back. Okay, so um, Demi, I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know if you saw it recently, this whole thing around Mace, mm-hmm. the rapper, yeah. and Diddy, and then also about Khalees and the Neptunes. Ah, oh, I didn't see the Khalees one. Okay, I'll fill you in. Okay. So basically Khalees, um, there was a recent article where she basically talked about from her first two albums mm-hmm. that were, I think, solely produced by the Neptunes, right. she didn't make any money. What? She didn't make she all all her money she made was from her touring and she feels like basically Chad and Pharrell, who mm. are the Neptunes, mm. conned her um out of wow. her share of um the record sales. And then a similar thing has come up with um Mace, because mm. um I don't know if you saw like Diddy did like a big speech. Yeah. At, I think it's at a Grammy's party or it's something. Like a brunch or something. Yeah. Brunch or well, there was a Rock Nation Jay Z one, right. and then I think there was like a party where okay, right. he was being honored. I don't know, yeah, but he just did talk about it's a you know, basically the Grammys doesn't respect mm. um, black music, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. And then Mace was like, Hey, you owe me money. <laughs> 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 I mean, he didn't say you owe me money, but in a nutshell, he basically talked about um, he tried to buy back his masters from mm. Diddy, yeah. Um, because Diddy basically gave him twenty twenty thousand yeah. pounds when he was like nineteen, yeah. And he tried to buy them back for two million, mm. um, now, and Diddy is refusing to yeah. sell it. So to he wants him. to sell it for like fifty mil or something. St- I don't even know. Like yeah. So yeah. So what do you think about the whole thing? Oh, that's just <laughs> you can't. Practice what you preach. Like, you can't talk about black excellence and all the stuff when you're... Are you you're... talking about Diddy? Yeah, I'm talking about Diddy. Like, yeah. you're talking about black excellence and black opportunities and you want to help black people. But meanwhile, mm. someone that's... Mace and Diddy, well, you, they, like, go hand in hand. Yeah. That's what, we, that's what I thought. But when the I saw... Late the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, yeah that was Yeah, them. I thought, like... To be honest, I thought Mace was a talented one and Diddy was just a dancer. Really? Um, <laughs> um, but, like... Um, you want to say, or oh, support black people... Yeah. You want other people outside the black community to support black people, but you're not supporting your own people. You're doing something like that when... And the guy's... It's not like the guy's trying to buy it for cheap. Yeah. Two million is not cheap. But no, I mean, to me and you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I let me speak for myself. <laughs> to me, two million is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of money. <laughs> and it's much more than he initially, like, got for it. So, like, two million is... Yeah, I just think it's, it's quite unreasonable. And... um if you want, if you want to, I understand what how frustrated Mace is about that whole thing because it's like. So let me just throw it out there: Diddy is not doing anything different to a lot of record execs mm-hmm. did at that yeah. time. Yeah. So some people said Mace just signed a bad contract. Mm-hmm. He's given money that it, you know, everything was for, nothing illegal was done. Right. So what's his problem? What do you think to that? 
there's there's um I'm not I saying th- I'm those people, I'm just saying <laughs> people. <laughs> I feel like for one thing we don't know the full details. All we've seen is what Mace has put out. We don't we haven't actually heard. I mean it was a detailed story. Instagram post. Yeah, it was very it was very detailed though. <laughs> yeah. But um I do feel like just because things are legal doesn't necessarily make it morally right. Yeah. But then is there a morally upstanding billionaire? Does that exist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because I, I have this theory that I don't think you can make all that money without... Stepping on a few people. Without stepping on people. I just yeah. don't think it's... it's. I mean, if you think about um, capitalism and how mm. the economy works, it's about getting stuff for as cheap a price as yes. possible yes. and then trying to resell it for right. a profit, whether it be a service, a piece of art, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... um basically he got what he needed from mace for as yeah. cheap as possible and he's selling it on for an um you know a big profit because I mean, he's getting the royalties from that i guess that's business that's business things exactly. if something increases in value i don't know if does his masters increase in value over time that's another question that yeah we need to consider is if is right now is that how much value it is but I no. suppose it's continuous money. Yeah. Because if you're thinking about all this... So I always think about someone like George Michael. Yeah. Um, and he... So he had... um, Is it Last Christmas? His mm-hmm, major right. song. um, And he could never be poor. Because mm. that song continuously brings yeah. in money. Yeah. It's just like, you know, that's money, money, money. Mm. Um, So having... Owning your masters, being able to get your royalties is such a big thing mm-hmm. because you are that's a continuous income even if your song is not even that big every mm-hmm. time it's used in a film a movie yeah. played on the radio radio streamed mm-hmm. that's money in your pocket yeah so someone else is receiving that money because mm-hmm. i i think of um um nas and his album illmatic yeah he doesn't own the masters mm. <laughs> that, and some wow. might say one of his best pieces of work yeah. that's that's and it's not yours. Like That's I, so I that, that baffles me. Like yeah. you put out that art, yeah. you've created it, and mm. you don't own it. Yeah, that's... like I feel really for the artist. Yeah, I feel for them as well. I think that's why you have to be very careful. Um, did you hear the thing about the guy that played Simba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Lion King. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. You yeah. talk. <laughs> well, basically, they wanted to pay him. Like, I'm gonna put a random number in the air. Like maybe five, let's say five grand. I don't know how much. I they think to pay I him. saw that interview. Yeah. I think they're going to give him like five hundred thousand. Yeah, right. And then his mom was just like, "No, we should go for ownership." And um, that decision to go for to for ownership has basically sorted him out for the rest of his life because, yes, like he owns, <laughs> he has ownership of the of the like the music. Um, and with a lot of us, um. I feel like we we're not that financially aware that you know ownership is how important it is to own something. Yeah. You know, like if some if something can a repeat income is better than that. Jason Weaver, by the way. Jason Sorry. Weaver, yeah, I, that's I, it. I was just looking it up <laughs> on, um, on Google. He's Jason one, Weaver, he's a great singer. Yeah, he's one of those guys that are famous and you know his face, but you don't yeah. know his name. That's the thing. It wasn't. Was he the one that was in um, City High? The group was he in City High? No, am I, <laughs> no. Am I confusing him with someone else? That's really bad. If I am, because not all black people look the same. Look the same. 
<laughs> that's really bad and I do apologise but yeah Jason Weaver amazing singing mm. voice and yeah so basically but you know what helped him in that situation mm. his mum had worked in the music industry right. he, I think his mum had done things like um, vocals for like TV adverts ah, so she understood mm. so she was like okay if they're offering us 500,000 yeah what is it actually really worth? Yeah, what is it actually worth, yeah. Whereas, obviously, I'm not being funny, if someone was like, hey, here's half a million um, dollars. Yeah. Cool. Mm. I'd be like, okay, yeah, great, it's a though. great deal. Mm. But then if you think about going on, yeah. how much that actually, how much income that film yeah, generated and run, continues yeah. to generate. Yeah, yeah. And he was fortunate to be able to have that person. Yeah, to that, guide yeah. him. Yeah, whereas people like Mace and Kelly's like, they might not, I don't know if they did, but they might not necessarily have had that kind of, like, knowledge. Um, I mean, they said, May said he was 19. Exactly. How do you, what, what does a 19-year-old know about I that? I didn't know much at 19. Yeah, so you can't blame him for taking the money at the time. And I think Khalees was also quite young as well. Right, yeah. Yeah. So people get taken advantage of. So, so... so Going back to, well, before we do that, yeah. can I ask, what's your fave Khalees or May song? Um, my favourite, <laughs> I don't even know what my favourite May song is. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not, I wasn't much of a Mace fan. But if okay. I hear a Mace song, I'm like, oh, it's Mace. Yeah, great. Nice. Yeah. Um, the only song I could think of, oh, Breathe, Stress, Shake, probably, <laughs> when he came back and tried to do his own <laughs> return. I said that very tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> but that was the tune. Um, 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 I'm going to sound very bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. I um, think... More Money, More Problems. Yeah, that's yeah, a you good know, song. That's probably like the best, With like the my favourite one. Suits. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, on. I think Mace, that's what I think of. Yes, you, know? you think that of the shiny suits, yeah. you think of the... Is it like the fisheye camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angles? It's very iconic, you yeah. know. So, like, if I put, if I'm, if I was Mace, I'll be pissed because it's yeah. like more money, more problems. My song, I'm not getting, I, I'm not getting the money, and the person wouldn't allow me. This person, speak yeah. preacher about black excellence, wouldn't allow me to be excellent. Yeah, you see what I mean. Yeah, and I'm offering to buy it for two million, but he wants to, me to pay fifty million or something stupid like that. I mean. But, but then if you think about in business, yeah. if you have something that is worth, like, let's not talk about the millions, yeah. you're offering to buy, say, like, my car, mm. and it's worth, say, like, 20 grand, yeah. and you're offering me two, mm. it doesn't... It and does, somebody does, else... From a business perspective. Somebody else yeah. is going to offer me that money, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah, it doesn't make... That's what I always say. Like, yeah. I don't think you can have maintain all the moral kind of like standards mm. and make that amount of money yeah yeah so i i think i understand both sides of it um it's it's, it's very difficult because for me as a person that thinks about business all the time yeah like, i can see why mm. because the value of that thing might be worth that 50 million right now yeah yeah um so it's, it would be a bad business decision not to make your money's worth of course um um, this might seem like a bit of a tangent, but it's not. Okay, go okay. for it. I love a tangent. Okay, cool. Great. I'll follow you. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so have you heard about the... I'm going to geek out, yeah. Okay. I love, I love a geek the... moment cool. as well. So all the Avengers films, yeah? Yeah. Okay. We're, okay. we're really going on a nice tangent. Yes. Let's go. Okay. It's, it's, it's related. <laughs> so um, the whole situation right now is that Marvel, which mm. is the owner of Avengers which came up with Avengers, Spider-Man, everything. Mm -hmm. They had the 
there was something called the comic busts of the 90s. Yeah. They sold off their properties, their yeah. intellectual properties, in order to stay afloat. So they sold off the X-Men yes. to Fox. They sold yes. off Spider-Man to Sony. Yes. And Fantastic Four to Sony as well. And they sold off, like, their characters and the, the a lot of the stories to in order to stay in business. Now, the characters that they had remaining that they could use, they could make movies out of. Yeah. So that's how when you have Iron Man and the whole Avengers mm-hmm. thing, they've done the Avengers, biggest film ever. Yes. And so now, and Marvel got bought by Disney. Yes. Right? Okay. Now, Disney own everything, by the way. Yeah. They're I'm basically pretty sure Disney buying, own me. Yeah. <laughs> probably. And we don't know. Um, now, they bought, they sold Spider-Man back in the day, but Disney bought, um, Disney bought Marvel for $4 billion. Yeah. Right? Now, Spider-Man is, I think, till today, is still the most popular superhero. Oh, okay, above, really? In toys, yeah. Above above Superman and Batman. Someone might need to correct me on this. Okay. Um, But he's worth a lot of money. Mm. Right. Now, there are talks between Sony and Mar- and Disney in order to get the intellectual property back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Now, they bought Marvel for $4 billion. Sony wants to sell Spider-Man for about $10 billion. Wow. Now they think Spider-Man is worth what much more than the entire Marvel franchise. Mm-hmm. Now that's why I understand it from a business perspective because the value of that character is worth so much that it's come up to ten billion. Um, so in the same way, <laughs> yeah, with like um, Mace's Masters, it's like okay, it will be a bad business decision because he's obviously making a lot of money from that Masters he will lose money by selling it only for two million yeah it has to be worth his while to sell it back and the thing is like i said from a business perspective yeah. i get it yeah i completely get it but like you saying i think in the beginning i don't think you can can you really preach that whole um kind of like supporting black artists mm when you are literally stepping on because if you think about it like that whole like you know bad boy mm. record label yeah who has come and gone we've had Lou, <laughs> we've had carl thomas yeah. we've had people literally just come they have a few hits mm-hmm. it is in their video then yeah. they disappear mm-hmm. we never see them again then we then he brings someone else and everything so but you, he's built his fortune somehow and yeah. that is through like obviously yeah you know, bringing out these new artists and someone like Mace, you're signing a deal at like 19. Mm-hmm. You don't really know that, okay, for you, maybe at the time, 20K is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if you gave me 20K when I was 19, I'd be like over the moon. Yeah. But where we compare it to someone like Jason Weaver, mm-hmm. he had a parent to say, yeah. actually, that's not a good deal. Yeah. And going back to Khalees, her first two albums if you think about it, really helped define that Neptune sound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah. I think the song I Hate You Right Now, yeah, yeah. it had the boop, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Neptune <laughs> yeah, noises. Yeah. I'll put in a sound clip so <laughs> people don't have to enjoy me singing it. But... It's very... It was kind of... Um, mutual and beneficial. So she came out as an artist. They came out with their very distinct sound. Mm. But it seems, it's for me, it just blows my mind that she never made any money Mm -hmm. from her first two albums. That's crazy. And if you think about it, especially for artists like that, that's their iconic work. Yeah. 
It is there. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. I think did I hear that she's not even doing music anymore? She's doing. She's a chef now or something. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And she's got <laughs> Nancy's um, child support. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I hope my tangent about the whole like oh. Disney thing made sense because I was trying to say show that it's not just the music industry. Like this is no, business. I completely get it, and yeah. I I'm a Marvel fan myself, yeah. and that's why I understand that certain characters can't be in the MCU yeah, right yeah. now because of rights. So yeah. the whole thing like X Men, yeah. but do you know, did you hear that they're going to bring X Men? Yeah, they have the rights back now. Yeah, but I don't think that they can combine the two universes. Ah, uh, we have to wait and see. I have yeah, no idea. <laughs> let's see what happens. Okay, this is completely geeky conversation. So, <laughs> so let's move on. Okay, so Demi, what do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about um, season, seasonal defective disorder. Seasonal affective Se- disorder. Seasonal affective. I have to seasonal think of affective the ac- disorder oh, because it's called SAD. Yes, yeah? I have to think of the acronym seasonal, SAD. Seasonal affective disorder. I think yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, so we're in our winter months now. Mm-hmm. So it's dark in the morning when you get up. Mm. It's dark when you leave work and come home. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Mm. It's wet. It's rainy. How are you feeling? It's just like, it's just not, not happy, is it? <laughs> rubbish. Just wet. There's water in my shoes. Yeah. I have to wait for the bus. <laughs> it's taking a long time. The bus breaks down. <laughs> um, twice. Breaks down in the morning. Breaks down in the evening. What I'm, bus are you getting? Oh, uh, the 107 is the most abusive bus. Oh, okay. Ever. Thank God, like, I'm, I've got a new job. I'm ne- not going to have to deal with that anymore. But, okay. oh my gosh, this bus is abusive in the winter. It's like they just want to ruin Challenge our lives. You. Oh my gosh. It's like, this bus is terminating at Sterling Corner. Why? No explanation. <laughs> anyway, yes. I, yes. So, yeah, so... <laughs> The reason why I wanted to, um, I thought it'd be good for us to talk about this is because you have quite a strong interest in like mental health yeah. and supporting mental health. And I'm trying to go on this journey of like, you know, working on like mind, body, soul. Mm-hmm. Um, some areas not doing so well. <laughs> some areas that I'm excelling at. So yeah, so I think it's important to talk about it because mm. we are, we're recording on the 1st of Feb. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, January felt like a long, yeah. hard month. Yeah. Because you come off that high of December, like mm. the festive period, yeah. New Year, you're feeling invigorated. <laughs> Even my last episode was about like vision boards and yeah. like what you're planning for the coming year. And then you get into like mid-January and it's just like, gosh, it's, <laughs> you can kind of lose your motivation, yeah. lose that kind of like energy. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's you know what like I wasn't aware of this until like very recently ah okay um because at work we do something called um blue weekend I don't know if you've heard of blue weekend no basically there's someone just for jokes or I don't know if it was serious or not it sounds like a joke um he basically said that this time of year is the most depressing time of year yes and it's because of the high from the festive period you get paid early Yes. December, so there's a long wait till you get yeah. paid in January. A lot of people got paid yesterday. I got paid last week. So. I got paid last week. Yeah, but so it for still me, it wasn't felt too long. long. But it still felt really long. Some yeah. people just like I got paid yesterday. It was a very very long yeah. month. And meanwhile, you have the weather, you have all that. We don't get some much sunlight here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so 
a lot of people call it the blue weekend or so. Or, okay. So the weekend before payday is right. Blue weekend. So where you're literally just holding on. Yeah, literally to, to get paid. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of this until like I <laughs> got to blue weekend. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's why I understand why people would be like, kind of like sad at yeah. this time of year because it's generally not it's like you're kind of happy about okay new prospects for the year but then you have no money <laughs> you can't but do that's stuff. the thing i feel like it that whole kind of like 2020 mm. this is the year we're gonna do this guys yep. you know 2020 vision all mm-hmm. of that and i felt really like enthusiastic and high energy mm. and then it just over time has just been going yeah. and going um, and then I was looking into like the seasonal affective disorder yeah. and I was thinking, okay, I feel like I have some of those symptoms. Yeah. So, which includes a persistent low mood, mm-hmm. um, a loss, a loss of pleasure in, um, normal activities. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I'm reading off the NHS website, being irritable, mm-hmm. feeling of, um, despair, guilt or worthlessness, feeling lethargic. So low energy. Mm. So with the whole light situation, sometimes like in the morning, because I get up, I get up like six in the morning mm-hmm. and then I get home from work normally around like seven. Right. So I've left in the dark. Yeah. I've come back in the dark. <laughs> sometimes I work through my lunch break so I don't go outside. Right. So sometimes I'm just like, when was the last time I saw like daylight? <laughs> and then no windows. There's windows, yeah. but depending on where I am in the building, yeah. it's still a lot of artificial light. Right. So even to get up get up in the morning, I bought myself this thing called a Lumi light. Yeah, yeah. Which replicates um, a sunrise. Mm. And I'm not gonna lie, it really has helped. Really? Okay. I was I was so I was so surprised because it, I was like, this is an expensive lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally bought a lamp. <laughs> Um, but that whole kind of gentle waking up in mm. the morning and also feeling like it's like daytime, yeah, it does help. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you set an alarm with that? Or? Yeah, so okay. it sets, so basically it's at its brightest at six o'clock oh, in the morning. Okay. And it does, it feels like, it kind of feels like a mixture of, it doesn't necessarily feel like the sunrise. Mm. It feels like a mixture of sunrise and someone turning on your light really slowly. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have like um my phone alarm anymore. Mm. I don't have any sound. Oh. That just wakes me up. Oh. oh, I need to get one of these. I would highly recommend it. Oh wow. Okay. I'm gonna get one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I and just so to be clear, like Lumi have not paid me any money <laughs> for this free advertisement. So if they do want to, please do send it. Run my check. <laughs> But yeah, I would definitely just so making that small change mm. has helped me a lot. Yeah. Have you made any changes in terms of dealing with like, mm. or do you even think that you have um, seasonal affective disorder? Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is a sort of thing where it happens quite frequently so it's not a thing of like it's not linked to the it's time not linked of year. to the time of year it's okay. just like i burn out a lot right so when i burn out i start getting low moods and then i have to recharge and then i'm like okay i want to conquer the world again okay and then, and then i get low moods again and then yeah it's like it's uh it's a cycle so what do you so when you feel like you're going into that, that cycle what mm. do you do to kind of like bring you out of it um i i exercise Okay. Yeah, I made a commitment last year. I hate the gym. 
but like, me too. <laughs> I, I made a commitment. People should say that. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy the gym, but it's become a habit. So like, okay, and to manage my mental health, I started going to the gym. Okay, and it really helps. Like, if I'm in a low mood and I go to the gym, I feel much better. Yeah. Um, that's really helped me, and I don't really have to go hard. I just, I just tell myself I'm gonna step into the gym, and that's mm. a success. And I end up doing more than I think I, I could do. Um, that's really, really helps me manage my my stress and my anxiety and stuff like that. Um, makes you feel really good. Um, I eat better. Okay. Um, how you what you eat affects your your mental health as well. So what what would you um, an example of a good food mm. and an example of like maybe like a food that's a bit detrimental <laughs> um i'm not an expert but like i cut out quite a lot of red meat oh okay yeah i love red meat but like i focus more on white meat mm-hmm. um and i can already feel like the differences okay. um now that if i eat red meat in some day i'm gonna be like oh this is really heavy for me mm. um so yeah, I'm, a lot of people switch into like v- veganism. Veganism, I can never do that. <laughs> I, I went vegan for like about just under two months. How was that? My first few weeks was really hard. Yeah, because I just didn't know what to eat. Yeah, but then once you start to work it out, mm. like okay, I can eat this. My one of the things that I found really interesting is animal products is in so much things yeah that you wouldn't even think about mm-hmm. so like um, milk powder yeah and egg powder is in so many things wow. so it's easy to be vegetarian mm-hmm. but to be vegan is that one really step hard. yeah and also i was trying to steer away from these processed vegan foods yeah so just because it's plant-based mm, doesn't mean it's good for you yeah because i'm not convinced by this plant-based mm. kfc it's not it cannot be vegan i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just i'm just like mm, i don't know if i want to be vegan i probably wouldn't go to kfc yeah. but that's just me you anyway. source it yourself i mean like i understand why people are doing that well do it if do it for the right reasons yeah um it's not for everyone i couldn't do it so, but I did, I did what i could manage which is less red meat okay um and I also, one thing that really helped was that I just admitted my, I gave a name to what I had. Okay. A lot of us don't want to admit that we're depressed. We don't want to admit that we have anxiety. We don't want to admit it. No. Um, especially as like black people, we don't like to talk about it. I think especially as black men. Black men I think never there's talk a, about it. There's an extra kind of, I don't know if I'd call it a pressure, a burden. Yeah. Like, to just be like, okay, everything's fine. Yeah. Like you just have to kind of roll with the punches and um it's hard it's really hard to admit that you know you're depressed yeah um but when you give a name to it you've basically diagnosed this the sickness and then you can think of ways to combat that yeah um a good way of doing that is just go and talk to your doctor okay you can you're going to see the gp is not just for if you have a cut or if you have the flu or whatever if you have low moods you can actually see the gp for it it's funny because I did an episode with um, a lady called um, Alex. Mm-hmm. She's got a podcast, Advice of Alex and Friends. And one of the things that we talked about was, you know, if you if you have like, I don't know, a weird rash or like, you know, something hurts or, you know, you're worried about something physically, mm. you're, it's so easy to be like, okay, let me go to the doctor's. 
but where you are not feeling 100% mentally, people don't see it as like, okay, I need to maintain Mm. my mental health as much as my physical health. But I do think that's changing. Yeah, people are waking up to it more and more. I think more people are talking about it. Um, But black men aren't talking about it as much, which is something that, this is why I'm very open about it, because like, we need to talk about it more. Definitely. Um, It exists, I think. can I ask do you talk like amongst your friends? Um, yes, yeah, selective ones. Okay. I don't tell everyone. There's certain people you just should not tell. Because, Why would you say that? Um, because they are probably very bad at being empathetic. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, you when you tell someone, it's not in order to tell them to solve the problem. It's yeah. Just for them to, for you to, kind of a soundboard. Yeah. And for someone to be empathetic, they might not be able to solve the problem. Most of the time, they can't solve the problem. But if they can just acknowledge with you and affirm you, mm. then that that's the right p- type of person to tell. Fortunately, I've got a group of friends that I can tell, that okay. I can talk to about it. But I know I can't tell everybody about it. And was you as explicit by saying you was depressed? Was it that would you would you ever say that to to anybody, um, like friends mm. or family, or is it more of a case of? using language around that to just say, like, I'm mm. not feeling myself, I feel like I feel burnt out, that kind of thing. Because, um, you know, when you said you put a name yeah, to it? I deliberately started putting a name to it. Okay. Before, I would, I would talk about the symptoms, but I wouldn't talk. Yeah. I wouldn't give a name to the, the sickness. And um, I think when my, the doctor told me I had it, it helped me. Right. Because I can actually, I can, because part of it is like, oh, you, you feel like you have to prove it. Yeah. And you don't really have to, you don't have to prove it. <laughs> you just, what, you have to actually prove that? That, like, you're depressed. Like, yeah. there's part of, well, for me anyway, it was a thing of, like, I had to prove, I felt like I had to give evidence of of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't have to give evidence of it because it's my truth. So yeah. um, I learned to actually talk about it. So when I do feel, feel that way, my way of managing it is to just say, this is what I have. I'm feeling anxious. I have anxiety. Yeah. Um, and then I tell certain people. I have a small group of people that I will talk to about it. Okay. And they will help normalise it. Yeah, and I think that's what it is, is yeah. it being more normalised. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think normalising the conversation is very important. Mm. Um, we have, we hear about a lot of black men, like, killing themselves and stuff because they just, yes. it's not normalised. They feel like they just have to keep on, like, they have to hustle so much or whatever, whatever it might be going on within their lives, but they don't know how to deal with it because of several reasons and part of it is because the conversation isn't normalized and i do think there's something in there in terms of a pressure on that black people put on ourselves yeah. so we we talked about it um in terms of when we were talking about diddy about black excellence yeah and i remember i watched um queen and slim the film recently mm. and there's a line that um um the main character slim says he goes why does everyone, why do black people have to be excellent? Why can't we just be normal? <laughs> exactly. And it's true. Yeah. And I do think there's this whole thing, like I think true equality mm. is for black people just to, it's okay for us to be mediocre. Mm. It's actually okay. Like, like it's fine. Yeah. You, you, not, we're not all, we don't all have to be billionaires. We don't all have no. to have our own business. We don't all have to do whatever Twitter is telling us we have to do. But, I mean, you did say that we should all have a side hustle. I mean, I did say that. <laughs> a huge like a statement. Um, but, yeah, if it's not, side hustle is not for you, then it's not for you. Yeah, I no, don't feel like you Don't feel like you have to do it, Yeah, you know. But if you do want to have a side hustle, I think 
that's great too. Yeah. But like, don't do a side to have a side hustle if it's going to cause you to be stressed for no, no reason. Well, but like I said, I feel like there is this pressure that maybe we put on ourselves and with things like social media, you know, everyone puts their highlights. Mm. So you're seeing like maybe someone that you went to school with has mm. like, you know, opened their second business yeah. and they're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're struggling in like your, like your job or mm-hmm. you haven't been able to turn your idea into mm-hmm. reality. I think it kind of like adds to that feeling mm-hmm. of like hopelessness yeah. or yeah. feeling well, overwhelmed, like you're not moving mm-hmm. forward. We tend to compare ourselves with people and Definitely. that's the danger of social That's why I took a break before. Like, um, it, we, So you took a break from social yeah, media? Yeah, I took a break from social media some time ago and it helped me just put my life into perspective because I was seeing people that were like, oh, I've launched a new business. Oh, I've launched an app, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm only seeing the end result. I'm not seeing the hardship. Yeah, that's and, true. Like we tend, we start thinking of ourselves as lesser beings because we see people are publishing the most refined versions of themselves and we think it's I mean, the normal thing. I mean, when I take a picture, you don't see the other 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, my eyes were closed, like, and my face was looking shiny, like, I made, like, a weird expression. Like, you're seeing that one where it's, like, nice and everything. Like, but that's one of, say, like, 10 mm-hmm. tries. Yeah, yeah. And if we just go by the finished picture, we're not getting, we're not, we're not seeing, like, what, people have to go through in order to get to that end result yeah um i feel people need to talk more about when things are not going well yeah so to make it normal you know um especially if it's like uh, i'm launching a business okay i'm finding this so and so very hard there doesn't need to be anything profound you know yeah um but speak about your challenges yeah as well. yeah speak about the challenges as well as the successes mm. i think that will help a lot of people you know um Something I'll, before I forget, before I forget. Go for it. Um, with this sad condition, it talks yeah. a lot about sunlight, right? Yes. Now, black people, black people need, need sunlight. sunlight. We need vitamin D. So one yeah. thing I've been, I want to, I need to get, I need to start having vitamin D supplements because black people, we need sunlight and yeah. that affects us, you know. We don't get much sunlight. We're not, Maybe for this environment. I mean, really. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely not made for this. Like, I know, like, I'm just sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just need some sun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I suppose that's why a lot of people book holidays yeah. in the winter as well. Yeah. Because you're literally, your body's craving it. Yeah, yeah. And if we're not getting enough here. And um, so it's quite good to get... Take your vitamin yeah, D. Yeah, get some vitamin D somehow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very important. A lot of people are talking about that recently, actually. Mm. You know, so it's worth even talking to your GP about that if you're unsure. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, welcome back. So Demi, I wanted to kind of like utilize the fact that you are here to talk about <laughs> branding. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that you could give us some like tips, some top line kind of like mm. advice right. or almost like break it down like what are the fundamentals of like branding okay cool um i'm i'll be very happy to do that yeah so free advice Uh, (laughs) free advice come on Um, i am not going to pay you (laughs) (laughs) don't tell that's too loud too loud (laughs) um so yeah so branding um let's get the misconceptions out of the way okay um branding is not a logo yeah, that's what I think of yeah. when I think of branding. Brand is not a logo. Um, a brand is not a logo. A brand is not a website. A brand is not a business card. A brand is not a letterhead. A brand is not whatever 
thing that you're probably thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Anything branding. Um, it's not completely wrong. It's just okay. a part of a small part of a bigger picture. Yeah, I think when people think of branding, they always think about like, what does my logo look yeah. like and stuff like that. They're, you do. You think of the visuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, the visuals are the end product of branding. They're right. not. They're not what branding actually is. Right. Um, branding is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. Right. That's what the CEO, CEO of Amazon says. Um, everybody has a brand, mm-hmm. whether they like it or not. You can think of your closest friend and you can describe them without them having to be in the room. You can, t- okay. you can talk about the characteristics, what their specific skills are, what their core values are. You can talk say a lot about them. Um, it's what other, what other people are saying about you. So it's basically it's other, other people's perception yeah. of you or whatever you're presenting. Yes. Okay. So that's what a brand is. Um, what, how I like to break it down is a brand is the who, the what, the why. Yeah. Okay. So the who is, is, um, for example, your core target audience, your niche, which is very specific. Um, I'm just going to go through a list of things that yeah. you should be thinking about before you even talk about your logo. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So the who is being like, okay, who you are, your brand name. Mm-hmm. You need to have a good brand name. Um, a brand name that encapsulate what you encapsulates what you're about and what how you want people to feel about you. If you want to do go more into this, you can just DM me. Okay, <laughs> I go into, yeah, I have an ebook. You can download that, and it goes into. Okay. Um, I'll put it in the um, podcast description. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, um, so we have the who, which is like who you are. Yeah. And who they are, so your target audience. Um, a niche is very specific, so you can't just say black people. What what is specifically about that black person? Are they male? Are they female? How mm. old are they? What's the pay bracket? What are their interests? And what is the problem that they are facing? So, um, just a slight tangent. Like, yeah. What do you think of this whole thing of like people marketing their businesses just to black people? Because mm. I I kind of um I'm kind of in two camps with this mm-hmm. one. I feel like, yeah, it's great to provide a service to our community. Yeah. But then I think it does kind of really narrow mm-hmm. your um, your potential customer base yeah. or your audience mm-hmm. or, you know, your listeners or whoever yeah. um, to like, okay, this is going to be just for black yeah. people. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you're trying to solve a problem. A brand solves a problem. Okay. And if the problem that you're trying to solve is for a specific type of black person, there's no problem with that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If, if there's a uh, brand you're trying to solve is for a specific, like, other race, there's no problem with that either. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all about demand. If mm. the demand for it is there, then you can take advantage of that as long as you're solving a problem. Okay. Um, I feel like when people make the... When people make the black version of something, they shouldn't make it just because it's the black version of something. Yeah, they and that's make, what I yeah. think sometimes I get a little bit um worried about yeah. in terms of I'm not so I support I will support a black business. Yeah. Um but if it comes down to there is a better mm-hmm. option elsewhere yeah. mm-hmm. then I always try to support the black business. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't make sense to me, yeah. then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So like that's what my main concern about a lot of um <sighs> Let me trigger a few people. Um, my main concern about a lot of like um, black owned owned businesses, when people think of an idea, yeah, and a black version of something, 
Yeah. They think that it's a good idea just because it's the black version of something. Right. But I get the, what you mean. And the delivery ends up being really shoddy. Right. Um, I'll take... <laughs> are we going to... I mean, are you going to do some examples? Like... Okay. Um, I'm not going to give specific examples. No, 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 no. But like, for example, there have been, for example, dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. There are dating apps specifically. That's a very good opportunity, right? Oh, there's, there's spe- a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that's developing a dating app for black people. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, go for it. Come on. I have competition because I'm also <laughs> doing that. Um, but like, um, like, it's... If your delivery is crap... Yes, of course. People are not going to want to use your products. It's all yeah. about experience. And if you deliver... I've used black dating apps before, just out yeah. of curiosity. There's one called Black Cupid, the most horrible app I've ever used in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. So don't go just because, oh, it's a black version of something. That makes it a good idea. Well, I always say that your USP can't just be that it's a black-owned business. Mm, I still expect, it. like, the service, the mm-hmm. value for money. Exactly. Um, the experience. Yeah. Um, all to be still good. Yes. But I do think that sometimes... Um, people just rely on the fact that oh you know it's, I'm black owned or it's yeah. the I've got you know the black I don't know Google yeah I'm like but like, is that, is do that, you have all the things exactly. that Google has why like <laughs> is there a need for a black Google yeah like, yeah Google maybe there is I don't know we don't know I don't know <laughs> but just because it's a black something doesn't necessarily mean that it's, there's a need for it because yeah um, if we go back to the dating thing for example Hinge yeah the reason why when I was dating um when I was in the dating game, I'm long. When you was out there. When I was in the, stri- in the, in the streets. Though. In the streets. Um, <laughs> um, but like... Hey, some of us are still out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still in the streets. Um, but like the reason why I liked Hinge so much as an app is because I could literally filter down to specific the kind of person I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Now, if you launch a black app, mm-hmm. Hinge already solves that problem. Yeah. So you can't just... You have to think about a bit more about the problem that you're solving. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, which is why I feel like branding is so important because, like, it's, it's all about the problem that you're solving. Yeah. And that's why strategy is so important. So when you think about your target audience, think about their pain points. What is it that, that they, what is the problem that they're facing and how can you solve that problem and solve it well? Right. Don't solve it in a shoddy way. Solve it well. Um, then branding is also about specializing it's not enough just just to do something so for example you cannot just be a photographer yeah what type of photographer are you okay and okay. as a photographer what problem are you solving as a photographer so if like understand what your specialist yeah you need to be a specialist okay thing um, that you're bringing to the yeah, table because there's a lot of competition like yeah. there's too much competition so you need to be it's better to be the person that people go up to to be to solve a specific problem mm-hmm. than to just be vague and just say I'm a photographer for example but again I think it's because people want to be able to like cater to like a bigger market oh that's so that's you're great, kind of but... like yeah like you know like some people are like yeah I do photography yeah. I can do like videography mm. I can do this I can yeah. do your wedding I can yeah. do your you know personal portrait yeah. pictures I mean I do photography as well mm-hmm. um but my speciality is more portrait and mm-hmm. pictures right. and and street style photography right so but there are people i know that like yeah they they say they can do it all yeah now the problem with that is that if some it's better for someone to be like okay i need specifically street ta- street style portrait mm-hmm. and portraits if we're going to say portrait photography even i'll even specialize even more about that portrait like okay. photography so that you can be that go-to person for that 
like I am looking for this type of photography. Oh, Mo does this really well. There's no one that does it better yeah. than her. Um, rather than it being I do everything, but there's other people that do everything. And do it's you... like you don't know who to choose. Yeah. And if you're the, the specific person to solve that problem, yeah. you can charge more because you are the specialist in that. So do you have examples of like um people or brands that have got it right in terms of okay this is a really strong brand they've mm-hmm. they've shown their strength it's got, it's shown its niche it um um it delivers to their audience mm-hmm. who would you say um burger and lobster oh okay they don't do anything they don't spe- they don't they're very know, specific very specific they you go there for either a burger or lobster <laughs> do you have a veggie menu no no <laughs> yeah if you're a vegetarian we're not for you I feel like they probably will at some point. At some point, vegetarian lobster. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're looking for a specifically ver- burger or lobster, burger and lobster. And how about like a more like personal brand? Like, do you think that anyone's like really kind of like... Oh, yes. Doing yes. it well. That, thank God for social media because there's a lot of people that are earning a living, mm. creating content for a specific type of person. Yeah. So, you know, it's watching... Um, a lot of people watch people play video games. Yeah. On Twitch, they play, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It, you know, that, I have a like I have a godson. He's thirteen, yeah. and some of the stuff he watches on YouTube, yeah. and I was like, "You're not playing. Mm-hmm. You're just watching You're someone watching else." Other people play it, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was just like, "Okay, yeah, it's huge." Now <laughs> yeah. there's a guy called Maximilian Dude. Or okay. Um, he's a he's a video game streamer. But he, specify, he specifically plays um, fighting games. Okay. He is the go-to guy for fighting games. So that's his, like, niche. That is that's his, niche. his speciality. That is, yeah. And he goes into extreme detail about the fighting games and how to play the games. And, like, he, it's it's crazy. And this is what the guy does. There's an also, also another guy. He's, hmm. uh, he's called Comics Explained. He is the go-to guy for comics. Okay. And what he does, he t- he'll take a story and he'll break down the story into in a lot of detail and talk about the references and everything. But his mm. his niche is just specifically superhero, okay. like superhero comics, and he talks a lot about like superhero movies and stuff like that. But he he if you talk if you if you want to know about a comic, yeah, like a story. If you want to, if you want to get into X Men, you can go to Comics Explained, and he has a whole series about X Men. So is there anyone that you or a brand that you think from a visual point of view mm. they have they've they've done well? So like mm. I know you said that's only mm. like one aspect of your brand. Mm. But when it's true, like when we think of branding, we think of like, I don't know, um the McDonald's M, <laughs> the Apple mm. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um who or what brands or do you think that are kinda of like doing really well from that aspect? From a visual point of view, I don't want to be cliche and say Apple. Mm. Ah, but I think I have to. Because <laughs> there's nobody doing it better than Apple. Okay. Um, I'm not an Apple, like, I'm not a massive Apple fan. I'm not, like, the one that's queuing up. Getting an, I don't even have an Apple phone. Um, says the person that's using a MacBook and that, got an iPhone. Mac, <laughs> see what I mean? But, like, um, go on YouTube and type in, um, there's an ad Basically, a very iconic Apple ad talking about... They basically... It's an advert that doesn't talk about their product. Okay. They talk about people that... They talk about geniuses. They talk about people that are rebels. And they talk about people that come up with great ideas. And then Mm. they show the Apple logo at the end of it. But do you not feel... Think different. 
think different campaign. But do you not feel like that's the kind of thing with the advertising these days? Because I, I've i noticed like to just sell me something like a standard advert, like here's mm-hmm. the product and here what it does. Mm-hmm. So I think of, um, I think it was like Halifax Bank or something. Right. They just, they have like monologues, people just talking mm-hmm. and then at the very end, it, you kind of realise like what it's for. Yeah. And I kind of like, do is it a good advert in the sense that does it make me want to bank with them? Or is it just a good advert, just that I remember the advert, but necessarily that I would go and mm-hmm. bank with them? I think it's a good advert because it relates to your you as a human being. The best, okay. the best brands. Another thing by Marty Neumeyer, um, he wrote a book called The Brand Gap. And okay. He says a brand is the gut feeling that someone has about a product or a service. Okay, that's true. A brand is a gut feeling. Yeah. A brand is not the product. Mm. So you can you can watch Or like how like when I bought like my designer bag and mm-hmm. that feeling that I got when I first touched yes. the the lambs um whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See what I mean? Like it's the gut feeling you have about a product. Yeah. It's not enough to to say how good a product is. Yeah. Your product might not even be good. Your brand image might be on point, but <laughs> that is true. Your product might not be as good as you think it is. That um, is true. But because I you... feel sometimes that with Apple. Yeah, I could go on and on about this. Okay. If you wanted, if you want, you can actually Google how much it costs to make an iPhone, and you'll yeah. be shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, just Google it. <laughs> but despite that, because they have their own brand, the branding on point. Yeah, people on regardless of if you trash Apple on Twitter you're in for like to be fair i do judge people that android users Mm -hmm. it's just when i see that green text box come up i'm Mm -hmm. like you know what's so funny about it okay the ghetto the the running (laughs) gag okay we're gonna compare like apple and i mean i get that android phones are actually better i get it like on i get it on like an intellectual level yeah but i still kind of like like (laughs) That's such a cute um, HTC <laughs> phone or whatever it is. See, that's the problem. The problem with Android users is that there's no tribe. Yeah. Like Apple gives you, makes you feel, makes you feel like you're part of something. Definitely. So you can only get the Apple operating system system on Apple products. Meanwhile, Android, you can yeah. get the Android on Samsung. You can get it on HTC. Yeah. You can get it on Huawei or whatever it is. There is no tribe when it comes to Android, which is why um, Apple users are very like avid about their product because yeah. they will say oh Android they'll put a, pic- a pixelated picture say oh it must have been taken with an Android phone and it just costs Android users and then Android users I get mean, triggered some of those pictures do look pretty grainy but um... <laughs> <laughs> but we... <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you so funny I have a Samsung I have an S8 Plus yeah it's up to, it's, they're releasing maybe 11 soon but my camera oh no don't get me wrong like, the Samsung cameras are amazing yeah the, the pictures I take yeah. like I'm just people are just like wow like what phone you got? I'm like, oh, it's an S8 Plus. But obviously, I'm, I don't have, I'm not part of a tribe. Yeah. So like, I, I can't come and say, ah, Android is better than thing because I'm, for one, I'm not going to make that argument. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, true. because the branding is so on point with Apple, people are so obsessed with them that they feel like they have, it's like a cult. <laughs> like it they is. have the right. It is. Like Apple is, or nothing. And if, to be fair, it is like, it does feel like a cult sometimes because, um, once you're in, mm-hmm. it's so hard to, get, hard to out get out because I have an iPad, I have an iPhone, mm-hmm. I have a, a MacBook, mm-hmm. and they all talk to each other. Right. It makes it easy. Yeah. I can transfer information so easily. Yeah. And now to switch out, mm. so say, for instance, even if I just change my phone, mm. 
it's gonna cause me a hassle yeah. so i'm just like i feel like i'm stuck yeah it's like once you're yeah. in you can't leave yeah and it, like as i said it, i do yeah. kind of like when i see the green see but like they've appealed to the gut feeling of someone yeah i'm going to go to another brand now there's a brand um obviously everyone knows about guinness um guinness there's a they have a brand a very s- successful advert about that shows this isn't all this stuff a lot of this stuff are in black and white as well mm. um they have this guy surfing it's, i don't know if you it's um there's a slogan in it saying um is it good things come to those who wait or something like that um there's a there's a guy that's surfing it's all in yeah, black and white like, isn't it supposed to like take long to pour a guinness from yeah. the pump yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you know he's surfing and he's crashing and i think this water turns into horses and it's a very like kind of yeah like it's a very artistic ad not once do they talk about beer yeah they don't talk about it they just say guinness at the end Mm. so a brand is in the product a brand is the gut feeling so it's about you communicating to that specific audience yeah um talking communicate communicating with like their 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 values Mm. and what is important to them and the problems that they have and how you can solve that problem that is what a brand is i was going to go through a long list of bringing down the brand but if that's the first thing you have to think about just get that gut feeling get that gut feeling out like think about your specific buyer the person that will invest their money in your product yeah and what their pain points are okay that's your first step before you even talk about a logo or website that's a waste of your time Go okay. and think about what is the problem that you are trying to solve. And if you're not solving that, every decision you, you make has to solve that problem. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what, in a nutshell, what branding is about. Okay. Um, so what I think we'll do, let me put a link to your ebook yeah. in our podcast description. Yeah. And then also let's have a conversation offline because <laughs> I want to change the branding for my podcast. Yeah. So we can have a talk about that. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Demi, we've come to the my favourite part of the episode, mm-hmm. as always, and that is highlight of the week. I feel like I haven't said that for such a long time. <laughs> so um highlight of the week, just to remind everybody, is just basically anything we wanna you want to bring a spotlight to, yeah. um, you know, to just kind of like share with the audience. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go first sure. because you're new. So mm-hmm. my highlight of the week is well, two things actually. I went to the We Are Parable um, film clubs. Um, they had a um, pre-screening of Queen and Slim, the film. Okay. Now, I've actually got a lot to say about the film. <laughs> and I'm dedicating a special episode. I've got um, the people that I went to go and watch it with. Yeah. We're going to break it down because there's a lot to unpack. Wow. But um, watch the film. thought it was really good. Watch it at the British Film Institute. It was really good. Um, however, the one of the things that I took away from it was actually the soundtrack. Mm. So I went on Spotify, started listening to the soundtrack, and I just thought it was it's it's really good. It's probably mm. for me, it's probably one of the best things of the film. The film looks beautiful and it sounds beautiful, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So those moments where you just hear the music and you see the mm. visuals, 
Um, and it makes sense because the director, I think, is someone that is quite famed for doing music videos. All oh, right. And I could see that. So okay. my highlight of the week is the Queen and Slim soundtrack. And my two favourite songs are Garden the Gates mm-hmm. um, by Miss Lauren Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's back. Wow. <laughs> and you know what? When I first heard it, because I was just listening to it on shuffle... I was just like, oh my God, Lauren's voice, like her voice is so distinctive Mm. Um, and it's such a good song. It's a song of like two parts as well. It kind of like starts off very different and then ends very differently. Mm. So that's probably one of my favourite songs. And then the other song is a song called Collide um, Mm. by, um, yeah, Tiana, is it Major Nine? I'm never sure how to pronounce it. And Earth Gang. Yeah. But another really beautiful song, very neo-soul, very earthy, very, you know, let me go and put on my headscarf and like, you know, cocoa butter, (laughs) love it. do get a chance if you don't want to watch the film mm. go and listen to the soundtrack yeah. it's definitely worth a listening so that's my highlight of the week hey that's <laughs> a good highlight i really like that, that song i'll be listening to it all week yeah, yeah it's good it's isn't it so good it's my, my type of music so. yeah it's very chilled mm. and everything but there's also there's some like real kind of like kind of like ratchet because you've got some like megan the stallion mm. to make you want to like you know start like shaking yeah and then <laughs> and you've got some more like mellow kind of like songs as well it's a real mixture i like oh, it wow. Nice. Awesome. Okay, so, Demi, your highlight of the week. Sure. Um, my highlight of the week, I mentioned it briefly, is called The Brand Gap okay. by Marty Neumeyer. Um, it's one of... I read it very recently. So it's a book. It's a book. And um, it's a book about branding. Okay. Um, if you want to learn about branding, pick up this book. It's very easy to read. Which I, is always good. It's always good because me, I don't really like reading. Layman's terms as well. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, easy. The text simple. is huge. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. got lots of diagrams. Okay, lots I of love, pictures. I love pictures. Yeah, it's it's so easy to read. He said yeah. that he wrote it for the sole purpose of being able to read it front to back yeah. in a flight from. Oh, okay. In a, in, yeah, so like, and it teaches you just like like the fundamentals of branding, what branding actually is. Yeah. And it throws away all your misconceptions and teaches you how to like basically position yourself as a as a good brand. So The Brand Gap by Marty Neumeyer is a it's a, if you're gonna get learn about branding, you have to read this book. Okay, brilliant. And yeah. then I'll put a link yeah. to the book yeah. in the podcast description. Sure. Great. Okay, so we've come to the end of the episode. Thank you so hey, much for coming. Thank you, thank for, you for having for me. Thank you for being my fun. first 2020 hey, guest. Uh, first of the decade, come on. <laughs> yeah. I feel so privileged. <laughs> I'm so happy. I had lots of fun. Good, good, good. And then, you know, I gave refreshments. <laughs> We're actually recording in a different space, so it'll be interesting to see how this sounds, actually. Yeah. Um, not, I normally record in my living room. So. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, which is also known as the North London Studios. But um, <laughs> we're in a different location today. Yeah. So thank you so much to um, for you, Demi, for coming on. Just remind where people can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, um, underscore Demi Harper. Okay. Um, you can also find find my website, DemiHarper.com. And you can subscribe to my podcast as well. It's called the Demi Harper Podcast. Um, if you want to learn about branding and positioning yourself as an expert, that is where you should go. Okay. Yeah, you could DM me. 
yes. email me, whatever. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> here we are. It always sounds really weird when you say, oh, I slid into your DMs, <laughs> I DM'd you. Anyway, it's all innocent. So um, you can find, as always, Colour Out The Bots on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Do use the hashtag, join a discussion. And I think we're going to have this week's question of the week. And I think it'll be something that Demi can help with in terms of, I think, let's. what are your iconic brands? Who do you Ooh, think? Who do you think stands out there um, for you as a brand? And use a hashtag and join the discussion. Awesome. So until next time, bye. Awesome. Okay, that's it.